Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Read with your money, only on Money FM 89.3. We're thrilled to introduce you to the woman who's written a book that's become an instant classic. It's a phenomenon. On March 27th, 1995, Maurizio Gucci was shot dead on the steps leading to his office in Milan. House of Gucci author Sarah Gay Forden was then working around the corner from Maurizio's office. She was then already an established fashion business journalist and found herself at the heart of coverage of the trial. She joins us here on Money FM 89.3, House of Gucci author Sarah Gay Forden, here to tell us more about the book that has taken the world by storm. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Can we talk about the period when you're thinking about writing this book? How did this book begin? You know, I had always wanted to write a book. And at the time, I was the business reporter for Women's Wear Daily in Milan. I was also the bureau chief. And I was covering the Gucci saga day in and day out. And it wasn't even the big fashion business story at the time because everybody was focused on Giorgio Armani and Gianni Versace and and kind of the mega brands. And in those years, this would have been the early 90s, Gucci was considered kind of a has-been, you know, dusty family leather goods company. It wasn't even based in Milan. It was based in Florence. So it was not an obvious uh, topic for, for a book until the, the drama started to unfold. And I covered Maurizio Gucci's first press conference in 1991 when he was telling the world how he was going to turn around his family you know, company. I covered his losing the company in 1993 when he got pushed out by his business partner, Inviscor. I covered his murder. And then I covered the arrest of his ex-wife, spoiler alert, um, Patrizia (laughs) Gucci for his arranging his shooting. So it was only in 1997 when I was home in Arlington, Virginia, visiting family. And I went into the library and there was a new computer in the research department. And I said, well, let's just see what this computer can do. And I went up to it and I typed in Gucci. And of the 10 blue links that it spit out, Eight of them were stories of mine. And that was the light bulb moment when I said, oh, my gosh, this is a book. Any writer speaking to the world, when you conceptualize a book, you're thinking about angling the story. You're also thinking about attributing a sense of character. How do you do this when you're talking about members of a legendary family? That was probably the most challenging aspect of writing this book. And there were so many larger-than-life characters, and many of them were already dead before I even started writing the book. And so my first challenge was really to, to interview the people who were closest to them and to glean as much as I could from, from them, you know, what their characters were like and, and what, where their characters stood in the story, what they represented. So there was a lot of work to kind of balance out everybody's accounts to try to find, you know, the closest version to the truth. And I've spoken to many other readers of this book here in Singapore, and they say it's the writing that sticks with them. I know for me, it felt like poetry. It was mesmerizing, a lot of the quotes that you include in this book. And I wonder, the storytelling, we all know that business stories can be dry and really boring. How do you bring this business story to life this particular way? Was this book inspired by any other book that you'd read or any other kind of writing? Oh, great question. Yes, it was really a long-held dream, as I said, to write a book 
But in particular, when I was in college, I, I took a writing class, which was uh, called literary journalism. And that was very much in vogue in, in the 80s when I was studying. And we were looking at writers like John McPhee and Richard Rhodes and Tom Wolfe. And, and the whole you know, focus was to use the techniques of nonfiction to write of fiction, sorry, I misspoke, to use the techniques of fiction to write nonfiction. And so then as I started in my career and I was a business writer, I was really inspired by the big business and finance books of the time. So books like Barbarians at the Gate and Den of Thieves. And so I wanted to bring that kind of tension and that kind of drama to the House of Gucci. And then, of course, it becomes a movie. So what do you think of the screenplay um, as the author of the book that the movie is based on? You know, I had this incredibly um, exciting experience to collaborate with the screenplay writer, uh, who is a young Italian um, writer and director, extremely talented, Roberto Ventivegna. He mm -hmm. lived in Milan. He grew up in Milan, so he really knew the city. And his mother worked for Armani for 30 years, so he really knew the fashion story. And so we had many long conversations in which he was really trying to get to the, the root of the story. And, and that really informed his, his screenplay. When, when you think about the reach of the movie and the book, when you reflect on that, why do you think this story of Gucci has resonated with so many? I mean, I think this is a timeless story that really touches on on some of the most dramatic human characteristics. This is, a, you know, like a Greek tragedy, you know, mm -hmm. father against son, husband against wife, wife against husband, cousin against his cousin. It's like Shakespeare. These are these are themes that that really go to the heart of, of the human psyche and, you know, for better or for worse. Is this your first book? Yes, it is. I have to ask, how do you write a debut bestseller? <laughs> my, my challenge is how do I write the next one? Because some say you've written the equivalent of The Godfather. Oh, wow. I hadn't heard that. That's, uh, that's uh, high standards to live up to. Um, and, of course, The Godfather went on to spawn many, many more movies and stories. But, you know, you, you asked me how, how did I infuse it with the drama. What I really found was that while I was at the heart, a business writer, and I was, I was drawn into the story because of the business. The thing that actually worked in this book was that I really tried to interweave and interconnect the family drama with the business story. And, and as you learn, as you go through it, they are really inseparable because the business is, is, is what fuels the family conflict. You talk about the business as story as a story that drew you in. So help us understand, what did Maurizio do right when it came to breathing life back into a then flailing Gucci brand until he came around? Well, what did he do right? Maurizio had all the right objectives, in, in my view. And he, he wanted to take Gucci back up market. He wanted to make it the equivalent of the Italian Hermes, like the French luxury brand. So top of the market, very high quality, very classic. He was a very, you know, he wanted classic elegance. And he was the first to bring in a financial investor to really use the tools of high finance to help achieve his, his goals. So in many ways, he was a pioneer. He wanted to set up a training program so that the people who came in would understand what the Gucci vision was. You know, he had a big, big, big idea. His problem and ultimately what led to his downfall is that he, he didn't really have the business savvy, the business know-how, the expertise 
to pull it off. And he wanted to do everything like right now and too fast. And so he overspent and overreached and ultimately was caught up short. And ultimately was felled by the woman that he once was in love with and married. And when it came to Patrizia Gucci, what was important to you in terms of how you portrayed the woman at the center, you know, at a big part of the center of the story? I mean, Patrizia was probably the most challenging of all the characters to convey because she was, was and is very complex. And she wasn't just a black or white figure. So I tried to really portray her as as a real woman who who had a history, you know, who came to Milan as an outsider from modest background and and landed at the heart of this very stratified social industrial elite, which kind of has its very strict rules. And she was like the girl from the other side of the tracks, you know, in that context. And then the all the sort of the coming apart at the seams of everything that she had achieved and how it all started to unravel and and the desperation and the hate and the anger and the fear that that came as a result of that. Did you meet with her? I met with her in the '93. She this was the phase when Maurizio was struggling to to hold on to his 50% stake in the company. And she knew that he was in trouble and she was furious with him because she, she really felt, uh, she identified uh, very closely with Gucci, even though she wasn't a Gucci. And she was conducting interviews with, with journalists all around Milan in, a, in an attempt to smear his reputation. She was really conducting a smear campaign. And she called up my editors and asked to, to do an interview. So I did, but this was before everything happened, before he lost control, before the murder. And yet it really showed me what kind of a, a woman she was. Before HarperCollins, uh, which published the book some 20 years ago, what was the early response of publishers to your work? You know, it's interesting because now it seems like such an obvious, you know, bestseller, but we actually uh, proposed it to nine publishers who said no before HarperCollins said yes. Wow. And it wasn't even HarperCollins wow. at the time. It was it was William Morrow, which was acquired by HarperCollins while I was writing the book. And so then ultimately the publisher was HarperCollins. Okay, we love it when authors share with us how they overcome rejection. And this is so far in the past for you, but what were some of the reasons that, that you heard? Oh, it was, you know, Gucci. Who's going to care about Gucci? <laughs> it's such a foreign brand. It's so far <sighs> from our shores. There were a lot of, of editors that didn't didn't get it. And the woman who actually clicked on it had been uh, Betty Kelly. And she had been a senior editor at Cosmopolitan Magazine working with Helen Gurley Brown. So she got the whole fashion story. And she also was uh, renovating an abbey in Tuscany with her husband. And so she got the Italian story and especially the Tuscan story and she loved it. And so she just picked it up in a snap. She's clearly a supporter. Who else do you credit for believing in you as a, a writer and who believed in this book? Oh, I was, there were so many people. In fact, I was on a, on a, a call earlier with a women's group just talking about careers and, and, you know, women in the workplace. And, you know, it takes a village. And I felt so supported by my family. Uh, my mother in particular, who is a professional editor, worked with me on the final edits for the manuscript, which was so, like, rewarding for both of us. 
fellow journalists, for example, Terry Agens, who was a, a senior fashion writer for the Wall Street Journal, she was sharing all her tips. She had, she had published a book just six months before Gucci came out. And, and she shared, you know, this is, what, this is what works, you know, do this, do that. And so I, I really felt that, you know, when, when it was my turn, I wanted to do the same because really what goes around comes around. And it's hard to, to write a book and then to sell a book. And so, you know, all that support really was meaningful. And did you write the book while holding down a day job? No, I was on sabbatical. I was holding down a three-year-old. <laughs> my daughter was three when I started writing it. And five when I finished. And the whole thing took took two years. It was 18 months of reporting and researching and writing. And then the last six months were, you know, copy edits on the manuscript. So I dedicated the book to Julia because I wanted her to know why her mom was so distracted in those early years. <laughs> That's wonderful. And here you are. It seems like the book tour just keeps continuing some 20 years after it was published. What did you think of the movie? Oh, I loved it. I thought that it it captured that slice of the book, which is the relationship between Maurizio and Patrizia and the mm -hmm. family and business dynamic that, that, that evolved around them. It really captured the spirit of the story, the arc of the story. Some of the timelines at the end were changed, you know, for the, the purpose of the movie, but I felt that it really was in the thrust of the story and, and the way they told the story. And there were moments where literally I could remember typing the words into my computer. Oh, wow. So wow. for example, the, the scene where Maurizio and his girlfriend Paola come back from playing tennis and they turn on the answering machine and they hear Patrizia saying, you know, Maurizio, you know, the worst right. for you is yet to come. And I, those, those were transcripts from cassette tapes that she would record and send to him in the mail. And back in the day, you know, you could record on a little cassette tape and they were all introduced as evidence into the trial, into the court file. So I remember typing those words. Yeah, Incredible detail. And I think a lot of readers also have noted forensic detail in this book. And of course, there will be detractors. So the heirs of Aldo Gucci, uh, who was chairman of the Gucci fashion house between 53 and 86, they've issued a statement saying they're a bit concerted about their portrayal in the movie. And I wonder, did you get any pushback from the family when you were writing this book, when the book was first published? Even now, perhaps? No, and actually, um, several members of the family talked with me and worked with me, in particular, Maurizio's cousins, Giorgio Gucci, who was based in Rome, and Roberto Gucci, who was based in Florence. And I interviewed them extensively about the early days. So th those are the pieces of the book that don't really figure in the film, but, you know, the origin story, uh, the descriptions of their grandfather, uh, Guccio Gucci, who founded the company, uh, their descriptions of their father, Aldo, who, of course, was a very larger-than-life character. Their descriptions of Maurizio. So they, you know, I sent them the, the galley before it came out, and they felt that I had done a very fair and accurate job of portraying the family story. Fantastic. Now, you mentioned a point that I have to pick up on. Have you thought of writing anything else since? Uh, I would love to write something else. And, I, and I'm sure there will be a book number two. For me, it's really about finding a great narrative, a strong narrative. And the elements in the Gucci story are are so incredible. You've got you know this this family dynasty, this hot fashion brand. 
you've got a murder, you've got the history of the fashion industry in Italy, which I was able to really tell. Um, so I was able to, to do it as a sort of a story in context, you know, even getting into kind of the origins of some of the products having to do with the trade embargo, you know, before World War II. So, so you really get a deep dive into how this industry came to be so popular and be what it was. Would it also be a business true to life book? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that would be my goal. <laughs> well, what do you say to anybody listening or watching who thinks they too want to write their first novel? Oh, well, I think you just have to start somewhere and, and start with, I would say, things that make you curious and that you want to know more about. And uh, I think writing is also a, a way of learning is, is an incredible tool. And we have to ask, what are you reading now? Oh, I've got about five books <laughs> on my <laughs> bedside table. Right now, I'm actually reading a book about diet, about plant-based nutrition. So it's, uh, it's not, not a novel. It's absolutely fascinating to meet you. And thank you for talking to us about the book that's become a phenomenon. She's Sarah Gayford, and you're with me here on Read. We're reading House of Gucci. Sarah, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. You have great questions. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.